Happy Friday, everyone. I want to thank all of those who are supporting Into the Word by uh, financial means and put out my usual Friday uh, request. If there's any of you out there that are motivated by the Holy Spirit to help us out on this, just listen to the contact information here at the end of the program today. Then you can send your one-time or ongoing uh, gift of any amount to that address, and that'll take care of the radio bill. I also want to remind you, it is Friday. The Lord's Day is coming, and uh, you need to have a home church. Uh, if you don't have one, get out there, find it, and uh, get plugged in there. Go and worship and fellowship and study and, and teach and serve and whatever it is that uh, you can do for the Lord. And uh, if uh, you're actively looking right now for a place like that, then come to Elkhart East and uh, check us out. Maybe that's the place you can call home. Well, today I'm a little bit sad because we're finishing up our week-long uh, interview with Omer Eshel from Israel and had a great time. Of course, we're doing it all in one sitting here, uh, but it's taking a whole week for you to hear it. Uh, today, uh, I am finishing it up with um, talking about tourism. Uh, Omer is uh, running an operation that is all about education, but it brings people into Israel, takes them around to the various uh, very special sites uh, in order to get an appreciation for the land where the Bible came, comes to life. Um, we were not able to do our trip this year, this past year, 2023, because of the Hamas atrocities that happened just days before we were scheduled to go. Uh, but we've pushed out our date to the 16th through the 26th of September. Now, we can't put that in stone just yet because we can't buy tickets and we can't set the hotel reservations and things until uh, it gets all settled down some more. So I need you to stand by if you're interested in going on that. And as soon as I get the go-ahead, we'll get a, a very clear brochure out uh, and you can start signing up for that. And I hope you will. And maybe today's conversation will uh, whet your uh, appetite for that a bit. Uh, by the way, uh, when we go in September, the weather will be absolutely wonderful. September weather is like 80 degrees during the day and 60 degrees at night. Uh, and no rain, hardly to speak of it all, clear skies. It's wonderful. And so I hope you will definitely come with us. Um, today, Mayor, I, I want us to talk about some of the places that I love taking people to on on our tour and uh, get your, your appreciation for some of your favorite sites that you love to take people to and show them. And uh, I'll, I'll express some of my excitement about certain sites as well. Let's start with you. What's one of the really big ones that you love to take folks to in Israel? I got to say my favorite now is the city of Gamla because it's a city that uh, people never heard about it, but they heard about it many, many times. Gamla is a city on a hill. And when you stand in Gamla, you understand the miracle of the, multipl the multiplication. You understand the, the climax of Jesus when he was there. You see a synagogue, which is the largest synagogue in the world from the time of Jesus. Clearly, he preached over there. And clearly, there was a, there was a community over there. So, And Gamla is right next to my home. So 
a little bit of prejudice that way. Yeah, a little bit there. Okay. Yeah, a little bit there. A little bit there. I would say Gamla and Sipori. Sipori is my second most favorite. Sipori, uh, known uh, to a lot of the English readers as Sepphoris, Sepphoris uh, yeah. in the Josephus writings. Uh, it was the capital of, uh, of Galilee mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. during the later portion of, of the first century. And Sipori and basically... And just over yeah. the hill from um, Nazareth, Nazareth as well, yeah. like four miles. I about, think. yeah, about. Sipori itself, when you're there, you can trace the background of the parables of Jesus. Only in Sipori you can do that. You can, you can, there's a site over there that you can really see what Jesus envisioned in his mind when he gave the parable of the rich man in hell. You can actually see that in Sipori. Also the blessed fig, oh, the, sorry, the cursed fig. You can, you can see that only in Sipori. Sipori shaped Jesus as a child. And because we don't have, between the age of 12 and the age of 30-something, we don't have anything about Jesus. But, of course, he was alive in Nazareth yes. and he went out to Sipori and he worked in Sipori with, with Joseph. We know that. Sipori affected Jesus so much that you can actually see that. That's why I love our groups to go and visit Sipori on the first day. Because then they, they start to understand what's going on. And then only after you understand Jesus as a boy, you can go to the Galilee and see the, Jesus as, as a rabbi. And people that appreciate artwork would also appreciate it. It's, I always think of it as the city of many mosaics. Yeah. Yeah. There are mosaics in the, in the marketplace. There are mosaics in the house on the hill. Uh, it's, it's just beautiful. Yeah, 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 it is, it is. But, but I think this, <laughs> the biblical significance of it is insane, is insane. Because there are beautiful mosaics in other places in the world. Like Masada has beautiful mosaics. That's true. But this is a city that after you visit it, you go to the bus, you sit down, and you say, wow, wow. I, I, I start to, to get the points together. I really do. All right. What's, what's another one of the places that you... Love taking people to and watching their face as they experience oh, it. So many, so many. Wow. Uh, Ella Valley. Uh, the Ella Valley, Ella Valley. Where you used to live. Yes. My daughter is named after this valley. You go up to Azeka and you have a bird eye view of the battle of David and Goliath. And you can analyze the battle verse by verse and imagine exactly how the Bible looked like. It's actually one of the most documented battles we have in history. And that's on First Samuel 17. And you stand there and you're in awe. I mean, you see exactly what happened. And, and this is the place that David basically was technically, not, not technically, but this is the reason why he got Michal as his wife, which gave him the kosher stamp of being a king. Yeah. So the kingdom of David started there at the Ella Valley. I, I've been to the Ella Valley a couple of times with you, um, dropped it in my most recent itinerary because I just couldn't fit everything in Mm -hmm. and it was a day trip. Uh, But I'm thinking about retweaking because uh, of our arrival in the morning Mm -hmm. by air might allow us to go do an afternoon trip down there because that would just, I think everybody would enjoy that. Yeah, Especially if they can go down to the creek and pick themselves up a little, uh, little stone. I gotta, For any giants in their lives. Yep, yep, yep. I got to tell you a funny, funny story. The, the uh, custom authority in Israel... Uh-oh. They have a... No, no, you're okay, you're okay, <laughs> okay. to take I, the stones. I don't want them coming after me. <laughs> but this is something I got to share. This is, this is funny. This is funny for our listeners. A lot of people take the stone, and when they, they, they get overweight, and when they get to the, to the gate, they say, you know what, just leave it here. 
So in custom, <laughs> in custom in Ben Gurion, they have a huge bucket full of stones from the Ella Valley. I hope they take them back. And yeah, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I only took one because I, I didn't need any more than that. Um, I think uh, an awful lot of the sites that I, I love so much are probably down at Jerusalem. Uh, number one on my must see, and, and I again remember just the impact it had on me when I first came into the site, is the southwest corner of the Temple mm-hmm. Mount, mm-hmm. Uh, which was only uncovered last century. Mm-hmm. Um, but there it is with all those Herodian stones. Herodian stones are so easily uh, seen because they've got this beveled frame around them for for our folks that are listening up here. Um and they are massive at this southwest corner. Uh, and knowing that you're down there on the same street level that so many Jewish people, including the apostles and very possibly Jesus himself, walked those same little streets next to that southwest corner and that great big tower that goes up uh, and would have topped off with the trumpeting mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. that is mentioned by Josephus himself, where, where the, um, basically the, the, the trumpet was sounded for the beginning of Sabbath and the beginning of the high holy days and the month and all of that. Um, it's down at the bottom. It, it fell mm-hmm. when the, uh, the Romans were dismantling the Temple Mount, as Jesus prophesied. Mm-hmm. And so I, that corner is just so impactful to me to see that uh, and and remember Jesus' words and and feel like right smack in the center of first century Jerusalem mm-hmm. at that particular juncture because it's right at the top of the pilgrim right. pathway that comes up from uh, Siloam and then to just go around the corner from there to the Southern Temple steps mm-hmm. uh, amidst all of those mikvaot mm-hmm. the um, ceremonial washing tanks uh, that people would cleanse themselves in before they ascended up to uh, the sacred areas of the temple. So, you know, in that, in that point, you know, in, 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 in those steps, this is where the church was born. Over there, Peter did the mass baptism. Yes. And now we know how he could do it. Because oh, yeah. We see so many baptisms. They're all over the place. They're all over the place. But these are new discoveries. We didn't know about that. We, we, these, these were discovered about 30 years ago. Yeah. And also the, the street that you're talking about, the, you know, that, that Jesus was there, this is the street of the booth of the money changers. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you're standing over there and you can imagine the crowd. You can imagine a rabbi dressed in white going and very angry with the, the ways of the, the, the money changers and hold the table and toss it. And you can actually vision that because you're in that place. Yeah. And then um, I think also, let's see, what do they call it? The large stone structure. <laughs> Which is actually yeah. David's David's palace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, walking through that uh, in the ancient city of Jerusalem, I mean the oldest oldest part of Jerusalem. That was pretty pretty big deal for me as well. Um, you know, you're standing over there in those cellars because what, what we have today is the cellars because the, the palace itself was destroyed by the right. Babylonians. But you're standing in that cellar, and you know the thing that came to that comes to my mind is I'm underneath. Maybe David's throne. Right. Maybe right above me, Solomon said, cut this baby in half. Yeah. Or or where the Ark of the Covenant w- yeah. was first 
brought into Jerusalem yeah. was probably into that palace Absolutely, compound. Because, because he brought it from the house of Obadiah and the temple was not there yet. Yeah. So of course it came to the to the palace of David. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're standing over there and it's like, how fortunate we are to live in such a time. I mean, this is this is a, this is a big deal. It's not a, it's not that you know you get you go. And, you know, I, I travel all over the world, and, and you know, it's 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 for me going to see the beautiful city of Venice. It's beautiful. I'm not at the palace of King Solomon, right? And I, and I, I don't look at the street that Jesus walked on. And this is in Israel. You can do it, and and only in Israel you can do it because Jesus was only in Israel, apart from his babyhood when he was in Egypt. But yes. other than that, he was only in Israel. Yeah, that connection is so important. Uh, you're just bringing all these memories back to me for my first time trip, uh, walking into the Capernaum uh, area and walking up to the first, the great white uh, synagogue mm -hmm. of the fourth century, but then looking right below mm -hmm. it is the first century black stone synagogue that Jesus definitely taught in. Absolutely. And it's just like, wow, when you're standing there and uh, looking at all these things. There was a new discovery. It's not that new, actually, but a lot of groups don't go there because of timing, just because of timing. The city of Chorazim. Uh, I've been there. You've been I there. Love that. that yeah. was on our first trip. Yes. So city of Chorazim. You it's on my there. next trip, too. <laughs> you go to that city and you read, woe to you, Chorazim. Yes. You are in Chorazim. Yes. You speak, you read Matthew 23. Beware of those who have the seed of Moses. Here is the seed of Moses. Yes. You look at it. It's inc really is incredible. It really is. Yeah. And then the, the well, the terrain itself. I mm -hmm. mean, so many people um, are not prepared, I don't think, for the condensed size of Israel. Yeah. Uh, when we think of a lake here, we, we think of something like, Lake Michigan, yeah, yeah, <laughs> something yeah. like that. Uh, but you know, the Lake of Gennesaret. Uh, when you're standing there on the shores, and I mean, you can see all of it almost, and and see, you know, where Magdala was and Capernaum, and you can see across to the Cliffs of Gadara and, mm -hmm. and all of this, and and you sail over there. You sail sail on the Sea of Galilee. Yes. I mean, you know, you sail there, and then you read the account that Jesus walked on the water. Yes. Or, or you have little faith. I mean, you're there. I mean, you you're literally there, and it's it's, and it's incredible that you know when you are on the Sea of Galilee. I mean, I live by the Sea of Galilee, but for people that visit Israel and they go either to my home for dinner and you see the view of the Sea of Galilee, yes. or when you in the boat, you are in. The Gospels. You're right in the smack in the middle of it all. In the middle of the Gospels. And it's incredible. I mean, it's it's it really is. It's a one time, once in a lifetime experience. It yeah, really, is. It, it really it, is. it has quite the overwhelming experience. And religious tourism, of course, is nothing new. I mean, it's been going on a long time. Oh, yeah. I've been reading very ancient uh, representations of people that made trips uh, to Israel. But it took them months to get there, and they saw hardly any of the things we're talking about. Uh, since we're actually talking about that idea, go over real quick this idea of the ABC mm. sites. Mm -hmm. So in, there are two kinds of tours. There's regular tours, and there's a study tour. Completely different. Yours, of course, is a study tour. We do only study tours. We categorize the sites in Israel, by the, the biblical sites or the, the, the religious sites, by ABC. A meaning archaeological base. 
we go to this place because we know that this is the place. This is the city of Magdala. This is the miracle of the swines. This is the city on a hill. This is the city of Tipori. This is the city of Megiddo. This is the city of Hazor. This is the city of David. This is the Ella Valley. These are places, this is Caesarea Maritima. We know that this is it. Why? Because archaeologically we found it. B will be what we call a deep tradition. Deep tradition is a site that was considered by Queen Helena, for example, from the Byzantine period. There is an approximate idea that this might be, but there's no archaeological evidence to it. Right. For example, the house of Peter in Capernaum. There is a house that is Second Temple period. There is a church above it that that uh, uh, that says that this is the house of Peter, but we never found a right. sign saying this is the house and, of Peter. And I have my doubts that it is. Of course, of course, of course. So that will be a B site. A C site is a complete makeup of either the Greek or the Catholic <laughs> Church. Yes. It's a tourist trap. We're not going to waste our time. There are places that we're going to go that there are seaside because you cannot prove them. For example, Mount Beatitude. We know that Jesus went to a nearby mountain. It didn't say which mountain. So it's my, we might as well go and use the, the facilities that they have over there, like washroom and stuff like that. So this is going to be a seaside that we're going, we're going to visit. I want to ch- touch this because to see it for people to, to think about it. The biggest question about the tomb is the garden tomb or the Holy Sepulchre? Which one is the tomb of right. Jesus? And I'm going to give you something that you know, people would say, oh, I never thought about it. By definition, it can never be an A-site. Not the garden tomb or the, the Holy Sepulchre. Why? Because he rose from the dead. That's right. So if you find a skeleton, that's not the tomb of Jesus. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. Correct. And actually, I, I insist on going to both sites yes. because I think one or the other of them probably is. And I'm much more prone toward Gordon's Calvary and, and the garden tomb uh, for reasons of my own. But I still think it's important to go to the other place yeah, because it's been such a long-standing tradition. And... Um, you need to kind of understand other people's attitudes and thoughts. You know, you go to the Holy Sepulchre. Holy Sepulchre is a building that the foundation of it was built in 325 yeah. AD. Yeah. And you can still see those those rocks. You can still see the, those foundation. That's a big deal. I mean, you know, for someone that came from the States, your oldest building will be 17th century yeah. AD. Correct. So this is... Um, Plus it ties into other <laughs> things. I mean, um, other um, structures built there yeah. on the side of the Holy Ch- uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre were m- then the model for the Dome of the Rock yeah. that yes. uh, is built when the Muslims come into the uh, area and uh, build it over... Would you count it as an A site or a B site? No, that's For where A-site. the temple was. No, no, would A's, you count it as an A? Yes. Okay. You know how do we know I, this? Because all of our groups go there. Our groups are going to the Sifting Project. You, you were there also. The Sifting Project are debris from Temple Mount. And we found pieces of the tiles of the temple. We found uh, pieces of pillars of the temple. We found coins from the temple. So if you find all of these from that area, that means that temple yeah. was on Temple Mount. Yeah. Well, I was pretty sure it's... Ex- I think that it's probably exactly where... Uh, probably where it's probably, where yes. the, the the dome is located uh, personally uh it was weird uh the the first trip that we went somebody was asking me about this 
strange theory somebody had that that the Temple Mount was actually the Tower of Antonia and uh, all of this other things. And I'm like, no, because the southwest corner is clearly described by Josephus as Absolutely. being the southwest corner of the Temple Mount. I heard once a, a historian saying uh, that it was under, not, not even on Temple Mount, it was down in the city of David because you needed a lot of water to clean the blood. Right. Clearly that person never read any archaeological review from Temple Mount because all of Temple Mount is full with water reservoirs. The entire mountain is like Swiss cheese. Yeah. Wow. What what what's another what's another one of your favorite places to watch people react to? So many. Oh, um, uh, I know. I'm making it hard on you. You know what? Uh, Caesarea Martin, Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi. Either one of the Caesareas yes. is good. <laughs> I like the most in Caesarea. Caesarea, Caesarea Maritima is massive. That's I mean, the one by the sea. It's the, the big the harbor. Yeah, it's massive. I mean, you go there, you think about Peter, uh, Cornelius. It's massive. But it's so touristic. There's so many tours going on over there. It's, it's, I mean, I, I am a person who likes more the quiet uh, area. Caesarea, uh, Philippi, when you are there and you read the account you see the differences between the Hebrew scriptures and the Greek scriptures, or actually the English scriptures. When it says, upon this rock I will build my, everybody says, church. That's not what the Bible says. Upon this rock I will build my community. That's what the Bible says. At Kehilati, my community. And that is a humongous difference. Because the emphasis is not the building, the church. The emphasis is the community, the living stones. Well, I, I'm going to take a little issue with you on there, being a Greek guy. Mm -hmm. Ecclesia is not actually focused on a building. Right, but in English it says church. I know, and so, that, so that's one of my pet peeves. Yes, <laughs> you know, it's the same. You know what, I'm going, to, I'm going to give another example. Seven churches of Revelation. People are very upset that they don't see an angel on a church. <laughs> they want to see buildings. They want to see a building and a statue of an angel, but it's not. It's yeah. actually, if you read it, is to the messenger or to the leader of the community of Laodicea, yeah. Thyatira, so on and so forth. Yeah, buildings are nice, but buildings are worthless without the people. Absolutely. And so that's why the focus is should always be on this idea of the community. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, Caesarea Philippi, um, standing there by the one of the sources of the Jordan, mm -hmm. uh, comes from that cliffside mm -hmm. right there. Uh, that is one of my my favorite places, uh, and not just simply because of the "upon this rock I will mm -hmm. build my church" community, uh, the church, <laughs> the, the the person, the person, yes, absolutely, not the building, yes. Um, but also because I, I read a lot of history from the first century in order to, uh, and first and second century, um, well, first century BC, first century AD. Uh, and one of the things that it talked about in relationship to that place was that that's where uh, a shrine honoring building was built to Augustus mm -hmm. Caesar by mm -hmm. Herod the Great. Uh, and it describes it as being right there at the mouth of the grotto, which the water ran out of at that time. Uh, for the Jordan. And the first time I was there, they had a little sign saying, this is where that building was at. And I'm like, okay, that's really kind of cool. The The next few times I was there, they were doing digging at it. And I'm like, okay, I, I want to I know more about this. Because as I told you before we even got started on this, I wanted to know, did the water run through the shrine building? 
How, did it run around the shrine building? How did this happen? Well, now, as you know, they've dug up uh, far enough into their excavations that uh, underneath the beautiful flooring are pipes. Mm-hmm. And so we know now that they diverted the water underneath this beautiful white uh, building, and it flowed out uh, underneath the front end of it, right into the basin. And so that just that thrills me to be able to see things that I've been reading about as they become much more uh, understood through archaeology and see it with my own eyes. You know, when, you, when you're in Caesarea Philippi, uh, the name of Caesarea Philippi in Arabic is Banias. Mm-hmm. It's named after the god, Greek god Pan. And one of the main form of sacrifice over there, I heard guides saying human sacrifice. No, no there, there was no they human sacrifice. No, they didn't do that. <laughs> they did sacrifice goat. So, because Pan was the god of the goat. And you say, why would Jesus visit the place of the god of the goats? I mean, I would expect him to go to Jupiter or Poseidon or one of the, or Hera, one of the big gods. Why the goats? But only when you're there, you understand that. And I, I'm going to give just a little bit of an eye candy to our listeners so they can join your trip and they'll see it themselves. God Pan was also not just the god of, of goat. When you are very much afraid of something, you say you're a state of panic. Panic. He was the god of fear. He was the god of fear. Mm-hmm. So the goats that were sacrificed to God of Pan was not for the shepherds. It's for the fear. So when Jesus says, even the gates of hell cannot overcome it, this is fear. I'm building my community right at the place where fear is being worshipped. Pan. Panic. And when people are there, and you're standing right over there at the place that they worship, fear. Yep. And you know, and you, you think about it. The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd, I feel not. Right? He will, he'll, you know, the, the, you, read, you read Psalm 23. That changes the entire understanding of what you are reading almost every Sunday in church. Yes. Wow. Got one last chance. One more. Any other place that you love uh, seeing people's reaction to? Uh, yes. But this is not an archaeological site. Okay. When people come to have dinner in my place. There we go. Yes. Uh, every group that comes with the Bible Come to Life, they come to my place, my home. Uh, my home is right on the cliffs of Gadara. And we host the group at my home. Yes. Because it's important for me to people to see how Israelis live. We don't own camels. You know, it's like, <laughs> so people, it's a time for them to see the beautiful sunset over this, the, the Sea of Galilee. Enjoy some home cooking. And get to mingle with the family. They meet my, my wife. They, meet, they get to meet the girls. They get to pet the dogs. And I see that people, when they sit in there, it's such a relaxing atmosphere. People are sinking in because you see all of the Gospels in front of you. You see the entire Galilee from my home. People, after they have a good meal, they sit down in fellowship. And it's not because our tour is rushed. You know, you want to see more sights. You want to see, you want to understand more. This is the only time when you sit down and you just let it sunk in. And I see the reaction of people. And I got to tell you something funny. Well, we can't do that because we've run out of time. Ah, okay. So we will get people to come and join us. Absolutely. In Israel. Amen.